before I just share a couple things as far as uh, to kind of work on together as a team, I just wanted to say is, and periodically, it, to me, it's good to have a meeting like this. I just want to say I, I really, really appreciate your uh, commitment to do what you're doing, your willingness uh, to serve in that way, and the sacrifices and effort that you put in uh, to doing what you do in children's ministry as a team. Um, having raised my kids in the Lord's house, um, it was a tremendous benefit and value to be able to have uh, somebody in a supplemental way ministering to them. And I really, as I, you know, when I was praying, I really, really do see children's ministry as a very, very uh, really practical means of doing exactly what Jesus was concerned about when he said, let the little children come to me and don't forbid them. Um, there have been numerous times over the years where you know, certain people have gotten upset or angry with myself or other pastors you know, in regards to trying to really encourage children to take advantage and families and parents to take their children to the children's ministries if somehow, well, Jesus said, don't forbid the little children. You're forbidding the little children from... And I said, no, the children's ministry is allowing them to come to Jesus <laughs> in a much better way than them sitting in the sanctuary and being bored out of their minds for 45 or 50 minutes while I'm teaching a Bible study at an older level and they grow up hating being in church and being yelled at by their parents because they got to sit real still and, you know, not be a kid, a five-year-old or an eight-year-old or a 10-year-old and be able to just enjoy themselves and learn at their level. And what you do is to take God's word and give it to them in a digestible portion. Um, and it allows them to be able to chew it and process and, and hear the same truths and connect on their level and to meet them where they're at with their attention spans and to give them a wonderful, wonderful experience as I, I wanted for my kids where they love going to church and they want to be in the house of the Lord. And, you know, wonderful stories you hear at times where parents will say, yeah, I was going to stand on the couch this morning. But my kid kept saying, well, I want to go to church. I want to go to church. You know, I, I want kids to uh, be like that where they want to be in the house of the Lord. They have a great memory and God can use them in that way. So thank you for what you do. Again, it does not go unnoticed. Um, the Lord certainly recognizes, and it is a great you know, supplemental addendum to what we do as a ministry. And again, to me, the teaching that happens in all of those rooms is just as important as the teaching that happens in this room. Um, it's all God's word. We're just sharing it at different digestible portions and at different age levels. And even those of you who serve in the nursery, um, people like Jess really love you for that, right, Jess? That's... It's, it gives those parents an opportunity to be refreshed and is there all week long dealing with little children. Again, it just it gives them that precious opportunity to be able to be encouraged spiritually, to sit and to let the Lord minister to them. Um, and it's a great chance in nursery to just, again, my encouragement, to pray over those kids. Oh, we're not teaching. The, the, we're, just, we're just babysitting. No, you could be praying prophetically. The whole time while you're looking at a little boy or a little girl, just praying over them and ministering to them and, and just a wonderful thing. So what you do is greatly, greatly appreciated. A couple areas just want to ask for you know us to work on together. And we always try and remain very, very simple. And I'm not real, one who's real big on you know lots of policy and over-organizing and so forth. What I see in the Word of God in Acts chapter 6, organization and policies and so forth. None of that came into the church until it was absolutely necessary. It was only in Acts chapter 6, remember, when there started to be issues 
things that were happening that they said, you know what, it seems like this widow group's arguing with this widow group, so maybe we ought to get like a feeding ministry. And it was a response to the problem the Holy Spirit was creating, which was a good problem. The church was growing, and so there was, you know, you know, complications. So that was when, let's find seven men full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom and appoint this to them, and then they, so that we can devote ourselves to the Word of God and prayer, and, and it just kind of allowed them to respond. And so, you know, I don't really like to make tons of policy and, and have all kinds of things just to keep things working in an orderly way um, when it's necessary to just help children's ministry run more smoothly, to adjust to what's going on, and how that plays in as well, of course, to the whole congregation. So a couple things if we could you know, try and implement to work on. One, being teacher transition just from the week that you're serving, the week that you're on, and, and most of you, other than a rare few, um, typically kind of serve once a month. So when it is your week to serve, um, if you could make the transition from the sanctuary, you know, over to the kids' worship room to pick up your kids for your class and then take them to your class, if you could make that transition really right after, let's say, for example, Tommy closes out at the last worship song, rather than a lot of times, you know, maybe waiting till after the announcements and then going, if you could make that transition by skipping the announcements and allow that transitional thing to happen while we're doing announcements in here, that would really be helpful. So when Tommy closes out in prayer at the end of his final worship song, and then I kind of go into the announcements, if at that point you kind of make your way over, uh, that would be appreciated. Um, as far as those of you who work in the toddler class, the one all the way to the, to the front here, um, some of the gals had asked um, with the younger ones like that who are in children's worship, that the week that you're serving, if you serve in the toddler class, if you would be willing to help by actually, instead of singing in here that week, actually go and sing with the kids just to help provide a little bit more supervision for that age group. Because um, just some of the ones that are really, really small, it would just help to have another body or two and a familiar face if you're the ones working with them uh, in there. So if it's your week to serve, if you could be in there to help during the music time as well. Um, something else that, and again, some of you may agree, agree or disagree on this, but I just think this is the right place uh, to land. Over the last month or two, we have had both children themselves uh, as well as some of the parents uh, kind of making a, a request of us in regards to something, and that is asking if, whether it's the kid, they themselves asking, or the parents asking us if they could go and work as a helper in one of the younger classes. Uh, and typically, obviously, what I'm referring to is like the oldest class age group. That's where we're kind of, this is kind of originating from, wanting to go and serve in one of the younger classes, kind of as a helper to help out the teachers. And which, listen, I just want to say on the front side of this, that's a wonderful heart. That's a beautiful thing. I want to encourage kids to serve. I like young people getting involved. That's why I love doing as soon as possible what we can, whether it's one of our teenagers or a young person, you know, usher ministry or music ministry. I think that's a really, really good thing. Um, and so we've been getting a little bit of that request from multiple different places that's kind of been coming in in regards to them uh, doing that. Uh, I personally would prefer that we don't do that as far as allowing them to go and serve in the younger classes while they're still at the age of participating in children's ministry. Once someone is aged out of children's ministry, being, you know, I'd say 12-ish 
again, I don't think we have a particular, but kind of in that range when then they would be transitioning into the sanctuary and they have a little bit more degree of personal maturity at that point, I would then be open to maybe someone in the sanctuary at that age level, if they're, you know, 12, 13, high school age, something like that, junior high, if their parents okay with it and the teacher is okay with their maturity level coming into their class to be a helper, to be open to that. But while they're still in the children's ministry age level, I would prefer as a policy that kind of as a standing policy, we don't have kids in children's ministry serving with the other kids younger than them in children's ministry. And I, and I want to briefly give, and I appreciate your attention from what I want to just mention three reasons why for that, for those of you who may think, oh, I don't agree with that. Let me just kind of let you know where my reasoning is in regards to that. The, f- the first reason being learning is that we are hoping that all of the parents, right, of the kids that we minister to are training them in the ways of the Lord and teaching them the word of God. And they got good spiritual examples at home and that all we're doing is just an addendum to that. Right, that, That's the highest ideal. But we don't have any guarantee of that. And I can tell you over many years in working with families and pastoral ministry that sometimes what you're doing on a Sunday morning is the absolute best spiritual instruction and in ministry some of those kids are ever getting. And so not knowing that in every single family dynamic, and even if we just assume, oh, well, that family seems really spiritual, we don't know. But what we do know is God gives us a short little window of time while they're at a certain age level to invest and to teach and to pour the word of God into them and their parents bring them here. And so I just want to make the most of the opportunity and capitalize on teaching and pouring the word of God into them. I don't want to discourage serving, but in an age where they are receptible and learning and listening, I want to do everything we can to pour into them without needing to kind of get something out of them at an earlier age by allowing them to serve. So the one being from a teaching reason, the other reason being from a liability perspective, and this is from a kind of an insurance liability perspective, is that, again, having a child with a degree of, let's say, some immaturity still, even if they're nine years old, 10 years old, and they're working with four-year-olds, or they're still nine or 10 years old. So they still have a degree of immaturity in just where they're at in life. And so to have a a child kind of a degree of some immaturity working with younger children, that carries a degree of risk with it. Because, again, we background check all of you or we don't let you work in children's ministry. And when we have parents bringing their kids to our children's ministry, they're trusting that while they're sitting in here calm and everything's okay for an hour, that at least two pretty mature individuals, whether teenagers, adults, are taking care of their kids and have maturity and wisdom that if somebody acts up or this or that happens or something goes on, that they're going to be able to manage the class and make good and appropriate decisions and that they can feel safe about that and secure with that. And, and we're ensuring parents that that's what's going on by doing what we're doing. And, and I bring this to your attention, because not just as a theoretical thing, but as a life and ministry experience thing, if you have a child working with other children and the littler child acts up or does something disruptive and the older child, nine, 10, eight, whatever years old, decides to try and be helpful and good intention and maybe settle Bobby down or, and then they and their immaturity handle the situation wrongly and grab an arm or do this or that or something transpires now we got a major fiasco on our hands. Does that make sense? Because an adult didn't handle the situation, 
but the little child who we were letting be a helper tried to be helpful in good intention, but in their immaturity or frustration with the temper tantrum of a four-year-old or something, they as an eight-year-old try and handle it in a way, and then now all of a sudden we got a problem, we got to explain it to parents, we got this parent upset with this parent, that, that making sense? So from a liability perspective, it really runs more risk than what it's really worth, um, both from a liability as well as just, you know, parental and family issues. And then the third and final reason f towards that is from a partiality perspective. Because just like everything else, once you say yes to one, how can you say no to any of the other ones, right? And we all know this. There are some eight-year-olds or 10-year-olds who are very mature, sweet, obedient, compliant, spirit, helpful, and they, you'd more than gladly let them come in and be your little helper in your class, right? And, and they'd probably be an asset, hopefully, the majority of the time. There are other ones at the same age level who may not quite have that same degree of maturity or level of obedience, but they may want to, right? Because as I told you, we, we've gotten some asks. They may want to, when am I going to get a turn to go do that? I, I want to go, why can't my child go in and do that? And now all of a sudden we have an awkward spot because as a teacher, I don't want you to be in a spot where you're thinking, I'll gladly take Susie. Don't know about Johnny. Because how are we explaining that now to Johnny or how are we explaining that to Johnny's parents in a delicate way where we're not hurting people's feelings and there's not, you know, personal offense. And what do you mean my kid's not mature enough? The better way to do that is until they get out of children's ministry and there are a lot better chance most all of them around 12-ish, 13 are probably at a lot better age where if they really wanted to help, we could find a way to let them help. Does that make sense? So again, that, that whole partiality thing can become a real complex thing because some of them you'd welcome as a helper, but others you, you'd probably prefer not to, And but it's just not going to be fair for us to say yes to some and then not allow others to do it because then we're kind of showing partiality and just creating a whole degree of hurt feelings and complexity with that whole kind of thing. Does that make sense? Okay, so if we could try and just as a standing policy, you know, not do that, even if we're getting asked to do that, and that way you can all as sort of a united front. If the kids are asking you personally, can I come in? Just, you know, honey, we, that, that's a, we don't do that. Just when you get it, that's one, and encourage the heart. But when you get a little bit older, then we're open to allowing people to, you know, serve or, or just maybe think creatively. Maybe there's something else they can do. They really want to help. Maybe there's another way we can find to let them do ministry. So there's just another avenue with that as well. You know, sometimes a great ministry lesson for anybody, even adults, is you want to help. Help means do anything, right? That's ministry. You can't do this, but you can do that. You want to come in and cut out my crafts before the class? I don't want to do that. Oh, well, then you don't want to do ministry. You know, I mean, just, it's like, oh, well, I'll teach in the pulpit. You, well, could you dump the trash? I don't dump trash. Well, right. That's why we don't want your help. You know, so it's, it's a teachable opportunity as well. Maybe there are other ways you can find for them to help. So be creative like that. You know, encourage their heart. It's a wonderful thing. And maybe we could find other ways to let them get involved until they get a little older. As far as just quickly areas of any additional need, if you have willingness or interest, um, quite honestly, right now we have the, the four rooms is all we have to utilize and work with. So we kind of always 
around September-ish, look at what kids are here and kind of adjust to make classes kind of accordingly. So right now, I mean, we honestly, though we have the children's ministry kind of, you know, staffed out somewhat, we could always use additional workers. Like I said, there are a few, you know, like Laurie or Trish who serve every Sunday and then have a helper, different helper rotating with them. But the majority of all the rest of our children's ministry, we have two, you know, teams of two people who typically serve once a month over four different weeks. So you're talking four classes, you know, four different teams, you know, eight to 10 people on a team. So there's already a considerable people rotating in, but we always can utilize an extra person to step in. Sometimes people want a break, need a break on occasion. Um, so whether it be nursery, toddlers, you know, the, 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 the oldest class, if you would like to become involved, we would welcome, you know, help in any way. Um, as well as, you know, one of the things that uh, Gina had mentioned as well recently, and even just in the next, I guess you're thinking like a couple of weeks or something, there's like a person on standby. Why don't, you, why don't you just mention that quick since you had thrown that out to me. So you were mentioning maybe kind of just to have somebody as a standby person over the next couple of weeks that if they need to pull you in just to help stabilize the class, if you'd be willing. Right. Right. So that. Right. So does that make sense? So that in a sense being just somebody that if they need to pull you in, they could just pull you in. But if not, then not necessary. So with that 20 minutes and 49 seconds, any questions, concerns, major complaints? I'm all ears and yes. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
Yeah, I, I agree. And I think that because of that format, that's probably why that would be really helpful. Where in a situation like with Laurie's class, she's in there every single week as a primary teacher, or like Trish in the nursery, she's in there every single week and just has a different helper. When you have a stable person every week, you kind of, you have a pulse on those things, but with rotating this two, and then next week it's two different people, and next week it's two, that, I agree. With that format, that would probably be really helpful. One thought just to suggest towards that could be, even if it's not, you know, in a sense of needing to meet personally or something, maybe just one person among a team of, you know, eight or so teachers that kind of cover one of the classes could just coordinate doing something even like a conference call or a Zoom call or something where just from your house, without having to like try and meet together, you could just text among yourselves, hey, you know, can, can anybody be, a, you know, maybe Saturday at, you know, seven o'clock at night or something, we can just all hop on a call. Because a lot of times like that too, if you, I've just found even over the years too, you can sometimes redeem and capitalize on a lot more time if you can just do a quick conference call or a, a video type format call, people don't have to drive somewhere or so, yeah, maybe, and you, I would think that would be kind of class specific. You'd want to have those maybe eight or so people as a group talk and pray among themselves because that pertains to that class as compared to something different, you know, that's happened in the other class. But yeah, I think with that kind of a setup, that could be good. Anybody else? Mr. Russell. The fellowship is so good in the sanctuary after service, <clears throat> not, not from parents or anything like that, but the kids don't get picked up. Yeah, that you know, if you think of it, can you send me an email? Because periodically, I just need to make an announcement again to all the parents to just say that. And so, and I haven't done it in quite a while. So probably what I need to do is maybe two, three weeks through an email and the church email and then an announcement. Just remind the parents again, hey, look. From a liability perspective, we're trying not to release your kids and just let them run through the church, and then you don't know where they're at or what they're doing for responsibility of their own kids. Can you just set, just send me an email to remind that, and then I'll because I'll forget ten minutes after the meeting. I thought you were going to complain about the chairs, actually, but that's that's right. <laughs> yes, Gina. <laughs> You want to be that for your classroom? Okay. We only have, we only need a couple more. Yeah. Yeah. No bitterness. Yeah, I, I think that's a great idea. I mean, if there's a willingness to do that, I think that would definitely have 
you know, value. And again, those are things where, and I appreciate you guys proposing those ideas because as you see, that's what's most valuable. You know, I mean, the way I look at it as the Lord's entrusted you with that ministry, you're going to know best how that ministry operates. I'm somewhat obviously disconnected, you know, from it being in here on a Sunday morning. So especially if that's something you guys have a heart to do, I want to encourage that. I, I a lot of times don't over propose too much because I appreciate volunteer help. And so I don't want to, on top of you, you know, can you also do this? Can you meet quarterly? I just, I mean, I feel bad when I do this once or twice a year, just because I don't like to overburden people. So yeah, I think that's a great idea. Something else to, to be open to. Anybody else? 27 minutes, 37 seconds. Come on folks. You don't think you're going to move as well at nine months? No. No. Not for a couple weeks. <laughs> so, and, I, and I, don't, I don't want the kids to have to be pushed to come back in here because it, it just needs to I think the kids really love that since we've, since we've done it from the times I've had. I try and periodically have conversations with the kids just because I like to hear what they're thinking of our children's ministry. So it gives me a better pulse on what goes on. I actually ask the kids rather than I talk to you guys a lot of times, what do you think of children's ministry? You know, And they definitely all seem to really love singing since we've done that. They kind of enjoy it. They think it's fun, and I think it's a chance for them to connect. And honestly, if we were to bring another 20 kids in here, whatever you know roughly is in their total, that would actually probably at this juncture start to press things in here a little bit more so. So if anybody wants to help with that, and that's a way you could acclimate them, even if somebody rotated in yeah. once in a while. Yeah. And that could even be one of the teachers if they're willing to do that instead of somebody additional again. Yes, Kaylee. There you go. All right, there you go. Start recruiting. Anybody else? Yes, no. All right. 29 minutes, 32 seconds. John Russell, can you close us in prayer? Amen. Hey, real quick before you dismiss, um, if you are interested in serving and you're not right now or serving at a different capacity, if you could just, you know, let me know and, you know, name and cell phone number would be great just so I could maybe correspond with you further in regards to that. Or if you, you know, at some point are needing to, you know, disconnect or unplug, typically we make like every four months, we kind of do like a four month schedule and I kind of purposely do that. So nobody feels like they're having a life sentence with children's ministry so that at the end of four months, just like, Hey, Next time around, don't put me on. That's kind of seemed like that's work for us. So um, if you're interested in plugging in in some way, let me know. Thank you, guys.